This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 174, submission number 602, Ohara. Ohara aired on ABC from January 17th, 1987 to May 7th, 1988 for 30 episodes over two seasons. Like previous entry, Oh Madeline, O'Hara had three different theme songs. Enjoy!
Well, the reason we're doing this episode is because Pat Morita's birthday is coming up. Yep. Would have been 91 years old this 92. week. 92. Oh, 92. Or 80, oh. Sorry, 89. Oh, I'm 80, 89. Not, I'm not mathing correct. Okay, well, yeah, 89 years old we'll go with. And boy, Pat Morita in the mid-80s, Karate Kid 1 and 2. Oh, legendary. This is a man who's done a lot with his career. I mean, an absolute lot. Of course, before the Karate Kid, he was known as Arnold, the owner of the Hangout on Happy Days, of course. Yes. And mm-hmm. he played Achu. Uh, that, that's his, that was his name, Achu, on seven episodes of Sanford and Son. And in the movie Midway, he played Rear Admiral Ryunosuke Kusaka. He also reprised his role as Arnold on the future entry, Blansky's Beauties. But really, we best know him from The Karate Kid. That's where he really made a star out of himself. Yes. Yep. And after the success of the second Karate Kid movie, ABC had thought of... You know, getting Pat Morita back into television, but in a serious acting role, with a character and a premise that he created with Michael Braverman and John A. Curry. Both of them are skilled screenwriters and authors. What they came up with was Ohada, a Los Angeles-based Japanese-American police lieutenant who uses sort of Eastern zen-type sort of methods to his madness and would only use... I don't think he ever used a gun, but he did have one on him. Just in case. Just in case. Also, just in case, he happens to know martial arts. Again, just in case. Just in case. A nice way to sum this up, and I'm taking this directly from... Uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer on the day of its premiere, January 17th of 1987. A Los Angeles police detective prefers brains over brawn in dealing with crime. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. That, that, that sums it up very nicely, yes. Okay, so what was the premise of this series, Chico? Well, it was a run-of-the-mill police procedural. Except it had a uh, Pat Morita using things like meditation at his shrine. Meditation? And meditation. And speaking in epigrams to his superiors. And he does not have a partner and he doesn't have a gun. And for years he didn't need a partner or a gun. So there you go. He didn't have a partner. He didn't need one. So he uses meditation and eastern wisdom and he's full of all of these wise thoughts and wise ideas and he imparts them on his superiors and his co-workers and somehow it magically makes everybody better somehow i don't get it but then again that's just me aside from that it was a standard run-of-the-mill police procedural which wouldn't become a really really big thing until law and order hit which would be 
two years from now. And some of the people he worked with, I'm not going to say they were characters, but they were recognizable later on down the line. We have, in season one, we have Kevin Conroy, who played Captain Lloyd Hamilton. He's best... No, yeah, I just saw you uh, do a sort of thing, Greg. Yeah, Kevin... He's Batman! He's... No! He's Batman. Yeah. Get it right. If you're going to do it, do it right. He's Batman. And last year, for the first time, he appeared on screen as Bruce Wayne in the CW Crisis on Infinite Earths event. Yep. And it was amazing. Oh, yeah. And we also had Gussie Lemons, played by Madge Sinclair, who... You would know from her long-standing role as a nurse on Trapper John M.D. She also voiced Sarabi in The Lion King. And then you have Lieutenant Cricket Sedaris, played by Catherine Keener. Oh, Catherine Keener! She was the lady who held the enchanted teacup that uh, sort of lulled David Oyelowo's character in Get Out into the sunken place. Oh, but no. No, that's not how my best know her for. I know well, her how best, do you best know her? I know her best is Steve Carell's girlfriend in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the famous scene where Jonah Hill wanders into her We Sell Your Stuff on eBay store. Uh, oh, yeah. I just want these. <laughs> what was it? He wanted those shoes. He's like... <laughs> Well, do I pay for these? No, these go on eBay. But it's like, I just really want the shoes. <laughs> Can I help you? Uh, yeah, these are wonderful. I'll take these. Thanks. I lo- uh, They are. They're great. And the goldfish just cracked me up. Funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. They're cute. I don't actually sell anything here. I just sell them on eBay. Oh, I don't get it. Okay. Can you help me? <laughs> no, I don't. You're on your own here. Good luck to you and to you. And, uh, I'll give you a call. Great. Great. Nice to see Thanks you. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> Bye. Um. So I guess I'll just give you some money and you can give me these shoes and. You know, I know it seems so strange. Yeah. So I'd just rather buy them from you straight uh, up. Yeah, I know. I wish it could be that easy, but I uh... wished you. But you're making it extremely difficult for me. I'm just trying to get these shoes back to my house so I can wear them. I just really want the shoes. I just want the shoes. Man, the 40-year-old version has so many cameos from people who later became famous. Yep. Like, what, Jenna Fisher's in it, I think. Was Nancy Walls in the 40-year-old? Nancy Walls was in it in the scene where... Well, Nancy Carell now. Nancy Carell now, but she's in the scene where they're at the, um... What is it? Where... Freaking Cat Denning's character and Steve Carell go to like was it some father daughter meeting I think yeah oh yeah oh Cat yeah Kat, and I mentioned Cat Denning's yeah Romney Malco was in it of course Romney Malco uh, Kevin he, Hart uh, was in Forty Year Old Virgin Seth Rogen Seth Rogen obviously Paul Rudd Jane Lynch Jane Lynch oh yeah Elizabeth Banks oh wait you mean Betty Brant from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. No, I mean Epi Trinket from the Hunger Games. Mike, do you mean something? I'm not playing this game. <laughs> hey, Mike, you want to have some Krispy Kreme? What's the joke I'm walking into? 
to read a Repulsa joke from the 2017 Power Rangers movie. Are, are you talking about the person that hosts Pressure Lock? Yes. Thank you! Okay. That's the joke. Look. Okay, who else do we have in the cast of O'Hara? Okay, we have Richard Iniguez, who was a that guy from That Thing, playing Jesse Guerrera. And, okay, Kevin Conroy would last until episode 7. He was replaced by Captain Ross, played by John Polito, who's best known as Steve Cressetti in the first two seasons of Homicide, Life on the Street. And uh, he was in Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink, The Big Lebowski, The Crow, The Rocketeer. Sadly, he's no longer with us. Uh, also, just again, because we don't mention it all that often, he was on an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was on the episode of Frank's Brother. And I I think based on uh, his picture, and I've seen this episode a number of times, I think he played Frank's Brother. Is this the Shad Dynasty episode? Uh, I think it is the Shad Dynasty episode, yes. Oh, I love the Shad Dynasty episode. Yes, it, it, I'm taking a look at the uh, capsule from uh, IMDb. Yes, it is the Shad Dynasty episode. Yes! Oh, Shad Dynasty. Or, or if you phrase it a little differently, if you rearrange some of the syllables, Shady Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> He put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah, oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, he played Frank's brother, Gino. And, yes, that, that is one of the great episodes of It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. Dynasty. <laughs> and going into season two, uh, a lot of these people would be written out in favor of uh, more uh, Los Angeles's finest. George Shaver was played by Robert Clohesse, who you might remember from future entry, One of the Boys, and also from the not-even-gonna-touch-that-one-on-this-show, Boardwalk Empire. Rachel Ticochin, who is uh, Arlene Gonzalez on Law & Order LA. That might be a, a future entry. And Megan Fay, who you might remember as a that lady from that thing but ultimately she landed uh did she land any uh role somewhere which one is that megan fay all right let me click on it right now look at it right now it's like uh the longest oh she was in that's my boy she played the character of helen and that's Ah. my boy and she was he had a guest role as recently as two years ago in AP Bio. Oh, she was in Whoops, which will definitely be a future entry on this show. And she had guest appearance in two episodes of Superstore as the character of Marilyn. Ah, uh, I haven't gone to that episode of Superstore yet. I've just started watching Superstore on Hulu. Oh, I haven't it's... gotten to that episode yet. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> Oh, and she had a guest spot in 2020 on Mixed Dish. You know who else was on Mixed Dish, Chico? I know who else was on Mixed Dish. Who? Mark Paul Gossler. He's trash. No. Zach Morris is trash. Oh, my mistake. Zach Morris is trash. Mark Paul Gossler. 
not trash. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's a fine human being, yes. His beard is amazing. Like we said, season two is Saved by the Bell and Peacock. Can't wait. Darkest ending ever! Darkest ending ever! What's going to happen in season two? Are they going to be wearing, like, all masks all the time at Bayside? What's going to happen? I don't know. Hey, what's coronavirus? That was the line, I swear to God. It was. Watch it on Peacock. Okay, back to the episode. Yeah. Okay, so the first season centers around O'Hara's work for the uh, LAPD, of which he is a lieutenant. And the first episode that aired was called Eddie. A policeman is murdered. Two witnesses recognize the culprit in Eddie. Police Inspector Ohada, an American-born Japanese, believes Eddie has a doppelganger. He hooks up and falls into Eddie's power. On the run, a relationship of trust develops between the two of them. So I'm guessing, because the uh, first season has the esoteric episode names, where Ohara tries to connect on a deeper level to the central subject. And the central subject here is Eddie. We have a, a couple of guest stars, some very famous names here. Okay. First, playing Eddie Green in this episode, is Jerry Burns. You'd remember Jerry Burns from Dear John and also Angie Tribeca and many, many, many other shows. But mostly Dear John. Okay, playing Sam Steinberg in this episode, another known entity, Stephen Tobolowski. Yeah. Oh, is he a known entity? Oh my gosh, he's yes. Been on, he's been on everything from Heroes to One Day at a Time. And he was Ned in he was on the Day. And also, he was on that one-time reboot of The Jeffersons a couple of years ago. The Live from a Studio Audience reboot? Oh, yeah. He was. Nice. Yeah. So how does O'Hara solve this crime? Well, the real killer looks like Eddie, but is left-handed. The suspect oh. they have in custody is right-handed. Oh. O'Hara unloads his gun, passes it to the suspect who takes him hostage and escapes. The killer also had an accomplice, so Ohara joins the investigation. When he finds out about the killer's car, he lifts an identical vehicle from police impound, has his new friend drive it around until they're spotted, and then quickly hides it while the cops hunt for an identical vehicle. Wow. Hey, guys, do you want me to blow you away even more? I Go found ahead. another guest. Who? Oh. Playing Walter Sloan in this episode is Peter Van Norden. And you may be like, who's Peter Van Norden? Peter oh, Van Greg, Norden? Is gonna, Greg is going to love this. Was he on Wings? No, he was. <laughs> uh, as, as, as far as... Actually, I'm looking. He was on Wings. Oh! He was on the... Wait, wait, hold on. He was on the episode Bye Bye Bunny. He played Warren Banks on that episode of Wings, but that's not the reason I bring him up. I just happened to see that on his IMDb. He was in The Naked Gun Two and a Half. He played John Sununu. What? Oh my God. Are you? Yes. Get out of here. Get yourself out of here. He played John Sununu. 
He was John Sununu in Wingster in Wings. <laughs> that would be even amazing if he, he played John Sununu. He played John Sununu. Oh god, I can't say with a straight face. Damn it. Yeah, he played John Sununu on the Naked Gun Two and a Half, and he was on Wings. <laughs> All the kids remember John Sununu. He was oh. integral in that movie, though, if you remember. He was. Oh. oh, yeah, he was. I forgot the character of Johnson Nunu. His. Yeah. His. <sighs> Maybe they'll make a reboot of the Naked Gun where, where, where Frank Drevenskin has to stop the governor of New Hampshire because the governor of New Hampshire is Johnson Nunu's kid. <laughs> I'm just busy thinking of ways you can use the word Enrico Palazzo. Anywho. Okay, uh, episode two. Daryl. Ohana and the others are protecting a witness who is supposed to testify against a criminal who they've been trying to nail for years, but the man finds out where he is and kills him, but a girl sees him. Ohana pr- promises to protect her. He brings her to somewhere where he thinks she'll be safe, but the man finds her. Ohana thinks there's a leak, but has no time to find it, so he tries to protect her as best he can. Okay, playing the title character in this episode, Melora Horton. That's right, Jan from The Office. So this show has two on-screen loves of Steve Carell. I was being a little more uh, lateral. It's like, Melora Horton, Monk's ex-wife, of course, Monk played by Tony Shalhoub. Up oh, there goes that. Oh, you had to mention Tony Shalhoub. There's another way of reference. <laughs> we can't escape the Wings reference. We can't. We can't escape Wings. No, we can't. I guarantee you, Pat Marita, he loved Wings too. Uh, probably. And uh, playing Michael Saxon in this episode is Sam McMurray who would be concurrently doing the Tracy Ullman show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and he was in The Wizard. Yep. Yes, he played was he played Jimmy's oh. dad, right? Yeah. Uh, and also, one other credit we should add from uh, Melora Harden. Yeah. She was on the TV version of Dirty Dancing with McLean Stevenson. Oh, uh, yeah, she was. And she, she played, played baby. And she played baby, and nobody puts the baby in a corner. Oh, yes, yes. So McLean Stevenson was her dad on the show, I'm guessing. Right? Uh, on Dirty Dancing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, uh, I guess so. It's yes. so great. McLean Stevenson, Melora Horton. That's great. I can't wait till we eventually do the TV series based on Dirty Dancing. Probably whenever the Prime show comes out. Probably. Next episode, Will. Will has nothing to laugh about under his father, William Banders. When trying to stand on his own two feet, he runs into gun dealer Lexa. When Lexa shoots two of Will's friends in cold blood, Will also fears for his life. Ahura manages to win his trust. Do we know who's playing Will in this episode? Oh, yes, yeah, we Scott, do. Scott, Scott Burkholder. Mm-hmm. His father, Vanders, would be played by Ed. Yeah, I don't know who Scott Burkholder is. I know who his father is. Go ahead. Uh, I don't see much for him. I see he played a prisoner on the Seinfeld episode, The Airport. Oh. So. Yeah, I know his father is played by legendary uh, screen actor Ed Lauder. 
who had played Dick Healy on Shameless before his death in 2013, and would also play uh, Fire Captain Daniker on ER. Well, we, we do have uh, also another known entity that we talked about not that long ago. Playing Teddy in this episode is Bill Henderson, and you may remember Bill Henderson from Ace Crawford Private Eye. He was Mello, the piano player. Yep. Ooh! The, the yep. blind piano player, yes. So a lot of known entities so far. Episode 5, Toshi. U.S. gangsters send dancers to Japan who end up as prostitutes there. Oh, hi. Ohara captures a criminal, and he learns he committed a crime in Japan. A Japanese cop named Toshi arrives to bring him to justice. When they meet him, he is full of hot air, and we're at the airport and about to leave. Someone knocks him out and frees the criminal. He then reveals that he's not the super cop he claims to be. No! He decides to stay and help recover the man because he feels humiliated. And O'Hara has to help him come to terms with what happened. And playing Toshi in this legendary Asian-American actor, Mako. Oh my god, yes! What more can be said about this man? What more can be said about him? Indeed, he again, guy who has done everything in his career. He was Splinter in the 2007 TMNT movie. Oh, and Chico, do you know who was playing Casey Jones in the 2007 TNT movie? No, I don't. Mike, do you want to guess? I'll give you a hint. No guess. It's not Tony Shalhoub. Okay, no guess. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Chris Evans. Oh, he has a nice ass. He does have a nice ass. That's um, America's ass. It does, but Mike You don't believe it. how incredibly good it looks. It looks good. It looks really good. Looks good. Looks, oh, it good. looks good. Looks good. Oh, it looks good. But it's not, according to Mike, it's not as good as Tom Ward's ass. No, t- Tom Villard is an ass. It's not his ass. Ah. It's, it's He is an ass. He's America's ass. Moving on. Episode six. Terry. In high school, the drug dealer's business flourishes. A student commits suicide. Ohana decides to go to school disguised as an assistant teacher to catch the dealers red-handed. He discovers that Mr. Cooper is doing drugs and student Terry is dealing. But he encounters a wall of silence until something bad happens. Playing the role of Terry is a guy by the name of Bill Allen, who I don't think has done much. Yeah, he went on to be a that guy from that thing. Ended up being a scientist on Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's a lot of them. He played O. Henry in an episode of Wishbone. Oh, Wishbone! I loved Wishbone! Everybody loves Wishbone. And also somewhat recently, within the past uh, 11 or 12 years, he appeared on two episodes of Tosh.0 as himself. The Crystal Light Dancers Reunion and Crying Giants Fan. Ah. And I was actually best friends with uh, somebody who we will talk about later on. We'll bring it up. And the next episode is Louie. Joey and his disabled brother, Louie, witness how crime boss Macklin murders a debt collector. Although Louie is suspected, Joey is scared to death and refuses to come out with the truth. 
Ohara recognizes the connections and wins Louis' trust to use his help to track down the perpetrator. And playing the role of Louis is Neil Barry. I'm guessing Matthew Barry, who plays his brother Joey, is his real-life brother. Probably. But uh, Stephen Tobolowsky returns as Sam Steinberg. And, okay, I'm going to call this guy a known entity. Louis Giambalvo, who is known as Ralph on General Hospital, and Cosimo on an episode of Star Trek Voyager, and Norman Kell in a uh, recurring role on Anything But Love, and Rob Nelson in a recurring role on Hill Street Blues. Oh, and Robert Leone on previous installment, Oh Madeline. Wow. I was like, I figured I recognized that name before. Louis Jambalbo. He was, oh, that's right. He was in Oh Madeline. I get it now. Yes, he was. He was in Oh Madeline. By the divorced friend of James Sloan's character, didn't he? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Next episode, Laura. Ohara helps Laura, whose husband wants to accuse her of the murder he committed with his lover. Oh, my God. And this would be the last episode with Kevin Conroy as the captain. Okay, I got a name for you, Chico. You're going to love this. Playing the role of Rachel Winston. I hope you're sitting down for this. Denise Crosby. Tasha Yar was in this episode! Yes, Tasha Yar from Star Trek The Next Generation was in this episode. Oh, I got a name for you, man. I got a name for you. Playing the title role of Laura. Nana Visitor. Who'd that be? Major Kira Norese from Deep Space Nine. Oh, okay. Wow, so we have two Star Trek connections in this episode. And And, and there's another name I'm going to add who we've talked about just uh, in the last couple of weeks, and we talked about him earlier this year. Playing Mike in this episode is Mickey Jones, who we mentioned was Iceman on the pilot of Misfits of Science. Oh! And he was also a guest star. Second mention in this episode, he was a a guest star on an episode of Ace Crawford Private Eye. Oh! Wow! And also, again, the, the other connection that we've made to him in the past, uh, he played the gun dealer Gunther on an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Gun hey, fever. there's a second uh, It's Always Sunny reference in this episode. Oh, yeah. Gun fever, baby. And then you have in the role of Frank Gregson, who is Laura's father-in-law, Alan Fudge from oh. uh, Man from Atlantis. Okay. Alan Fudge. I just wanted to say Alan Fudge. It's a fun name, Alan Fudge. But yeah, this was the last episode with Kevin Conroy as the captain. In the next episode, Jesse, he would be replaced with John Polito. Okay. And in Jesse, Ohada and the police gets two gigs to make peace by ta- talking. Oh, that's great. He got the but gangs the- to come together. Yeah, but when the former leader of one of the gangs who was in prison returns and was hoping to reclaim his crown, when he hears what happens, he takes a gun and shoots one of his gang's members. And it's touchy for Jesse because he was once a member of the gang and he and the leader have history, which Jesse tries to avoid. 
Oh. We don't know who played Jesse, but I do know who plays Carmella in this episode. Are you sitting down? Who is it? Roxanne Dawson. Oh, who's Roxanne Dawson? Lieutenant Bellana Torres from Star Trek Voyager. Oh, okay. Wow. Three Star Trek. Mention three Star Trek shows. Are we going to work in a reference to Enterprise? I yes. hope so. But stay tuned. Stay, hold on to your seats, my friends. And we have one other person who has been in the business a while playing Curry in this episode. And that is Michael DeLorenzo. And among the things he's been in, he played Alex Torres on Head of the Class. Also, he was on Fame. Yep. You know who I remember from? As Eddie Torres on a show I grew up watching, New York Undercover. I'm the only one who grew up watching New York Undercover. I remember New York Undercover. It's like Law and Order, but with a musical guest. And on Fox. Yeah. Episode 9. Franny. At LAX, Ohada happens to see gangsters try to kidnap somebody. And however, they can free and his teenage daughter Franny is left behind. The girl is only reluctantly ready to help Ohada find the fugitive. And in the role of Franny is Noelle Parker, who is known as... Reed Halsey in Sisters for like one season, but she made the most of that season. But aside from that, she was a that woman from that thing. Oh my god, this is a big thing. We're going to be talking about this next year, but in the early 90s, it seems like everybody had their own Amy Fisher movie. Oh, yeah. She played Amy Fisher in one of the movies. Oh, yeah, because we mentioned that last week. Because remember, Conan said that Drew Barrymore's Amy Fisher was his favorite one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I better put the three Amy Fisher TV movies on the schedule for next year then. Yes, you better. Let's talk about a guy named Wilson. Played by... Oh, God. I'm looking at his IMDb picture. Michael Delano. His IMDb picture is him in the Super Train costume. What? Yes. Remember, he played Lou Atkins in Super Train. He did? Oh, yeah, he was on Super Train. (laughs) You know, sadly, I wish this show had Keenan Wynn in the guest spot. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a quick moving episode. Well, he knows how to build a train. He came up with the idea for the super train. And he did it in like three months. Did it in three months. He, all he had to do was show that painting to the people on the board. And they were like, holy sh- this is incredible, Keenan Wynn. Let's build the super train. Right? Yeah. Episode 11, Brian. Ohada signed to the police academy as an instructor, worries about a student named Brian. Brian, by the way, played by John Scott Cloth. There are reasons for his dismissive nature. His father, who is also a police sergeant, played by Richard Hurd, 
he was unfairly dismissed. And Brian wants to catch the gangsters who have his father's career on their conscience. Richard Hurd, he wasn't in much, unfortunately. He is no longer with us. But, oh, my mistake. He was one of the ensemble cast members on Betty White's Off Their Rockers. The hell is Betty White's Off Their Rockers? It's like Candid Camera with. You, you don't remember that? No, I don't remember this. Yeah, it isn't that old. Senior citizens. Yeah, it's only maybe about seven, eight, ten years old. It's not that old. Yeah. I don't. It ran for like three seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was this on it, TV Land? No, it was NBC. on N- NBC. It was on oh, NBC. that explains why. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Moving on. Oh, wait. He also played the father of Lieutenant Tom Paris, Admiral Owen Paris, on Star Trek Voyager. Oh. How many times will we mention Star Trek on this podcast? Let's see. It's now four. Yeah, it is four. And not to be left out, he also played an admiral in Sequest 2032. Oh, Sequest 2032. The later season with Michael Ironside. And he played Captain Dennis Sheridan on T.J. Hooker. Oh, T.J. Hooker. And of course, we talked about his son, John Scott Cloth, who wasn't in much, I don't think. He was very much the that guy from that thing. But he yeah. did play Kevin O'Casey for a season on Scene Elsewhere. Okay. And he played, are you ready? The okay. Hurricane episode of Night Court, Mike. Yeah. He was Officer Tommy Connors. Oh, Tommy Connors. Nice. You remember that? Yes. Okay. So that was season one, where he was a lieutenant in the LAPD. Now he's moved to season two, where it just comes this I don't even know where they're going with this. No. I really don't even know where they're going with this, but uh, I'm going to try and follow as best I can. Episode 1 of Season 2 is The Partner. Detective Shaver, by the way, Detective Shaver was played by Robert Clohesse, who is basically replacing everybody on the force from Season 1. Detective Shaver likes to solve his cases in an informal way, and when he's suspected of working for the mafioso Zeno, Lieutenant O'Hara, who often acts unconventionally for the same anti-mafia unit as Shaver, who himself is plugged into Zeno's criminal syndicate. Okay, so everybody's thinking George Shaver is this dirty cop, and it's up to O'Hara to get to the bottom of this. This is a bit of a turnabout because Ohada is not used to working with a partner. He's given a partner in this season. What happened to the rest of the LAPD? I don't know. Maybe Daryl Gates signed them to another unit. Who knows? Who knows indeed. And another thing is they changed the theme music to uh, Hold On by Corey Lerios, who is just this really big rock musician. If I'm not he did the music for uh, Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, when it was released in the U.S. Oh, he must be really big that they got him to do the music for Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. He also did Max Headroom, Earth Force, and Baywatch Nights. 
Oh, uh, quality. So wait, this is the third theme uh, in pretty much like what? 12 episodes? Third theme, 12 episodes. Because they did two different themes. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's Oh, but we do have some guest stars. Oh. Oh, yes, we do. We have... Oh, uh, I'll let you handle the big one. Oh! <laughs> okay. Playing the role of Randy, Shannon Tweed. Oh, we talked about her in previous entry. Tag uh-huh. team. And she was on Match Game Hollywood Squares, Mike. But also, we have another sort of known entity, and this is the second time we're mentioning this show in this episode. In this episode, playing Polly Zito is Billy Huffsey. And what he's most famous for is he played Christopher Donlin on Fame. Second Fame mentioned this episode. Oh, Fame. But also, since we haven't had a Married with Children uh, mention, he played the stripper Zorro on the two-parter Girls Just Want to Have Fun when Marcy lost her wedding ring down his uh, his G-string or his man, his bikini underwear. Yeah. Episode two, Artful Dodgers. Crowley asks O'Hara and Shaver for help. By the way, Crowley, played by Ken Swafford, is a police officer. And two of his relatives, brothers Jimmy and Ray Snyder, Jimmy, played by Raymond O'Connell, and Ray, played by Thomas Wagner. Jimmy and Ray Snyder are thieves on a large scale. They've not been able to be convicted. Time and again, they were pushed out by crooked lawyers, Forbes and Locke, but now the brothers are threatening to unload everything about the lawyers. By the way, Forbes and Locke, played by Joseph Sorolla and Alan Fudge. The result? They are dumped in cold blood. Okay. But guys, we got a name as a guest star in this episode. Aside from the ones I just mentioned? Yes. Playing the role of Kramer. No, it's not Michael Richards. It's Miguel Ferrer. Nice. And you know why I got to yes. mention this? Because, you know, Miguel Ferrer was Albert on Twin Peaks. So I just have to play this from Twin Peaks The Return. Gene Kelly, you mother <laughs> Oh, And sadly, not with us any longer. No, he passed no. away in January of 2017. But oh, he was terrific in The Return. And that scene where he just curses the rain and says, F you, Gene Kelly, you mother effer, is the greatest line of all time written by David Lynch. Yes. Oh, we do have another name in this episode. And it's one you probably have heard of. What? Playing Bigelow. Sal Viscuso. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he played Tim Flotsky on Soap. He played the... uh, the clergyman uh, who, who was in love with one of the daughters. Yeah, she was and, in and love with Corinne. And just like, ran away during season... Uh, yeah, I think it was season two or three, he just ran off because, uh, yeah. But he was a great pyramid player. Really great he, And yes, player. we did mention him because he played the $50,000 pyramid, yes. Yep. But he's definitely a known entity. Next is the Sparrow. Keep your eye. Oh, that's another show. Yeah. 
A series of murders in the entertainment district of Los Angeles. The victims, very young prostitutes. The police finds one who is willing to play a decoy for money, but the killer does not fall into the trap. He continues to kill. Now it's up to O'Hara and his colleagues to find out who has been leaking tips. Not much of the way of guest stars on this episode, it doesn't look like. Nope. So we can safely move on. Next episode, episode four of season two, Bacon all over again. Shaver has brought a brand new sports car. When he's at a party, the car is stolen and found completely damaged. Behind the theft is a car dealer named Jerry Horn, who lets a gang of young people work for him. Wait, Ben Horn's brother from Twin Peaks was involved in this? No. Jerry Horn was a guy played by John Pierre Stewart, who was a guy from that thing. Okay, because I would have been really pissed if David Patrick Kelly was doing some shady sh- Everybody would be pissed. Episode 5. Take the money and run. When a cocaine deal is made, Ohara and Shaver are set up. Half a million in police money disappears with the escaped dealer. And a little later, Shaver's informant, the loudmouth Jerry, is dead. Oh. A lead leads to a talkative punk wife in the drug milieu. Jerry, of course. Who is Jerry played by? He sounds like he would be played by a real smooth talker or a real frequent talker. Uh, some guy named Kenny Tequila, who doesn't have a profile picture on IMDb. Okay, then, yeah, he's probably... He played a construction worker in Caddyshack 2, and he was on an episode of Jake and the Fat Man in 1989. So we don't really know what he does. But I'll tell you somebody else who was on this episode. Who? Playing the role of Rita Riley is Olivia Barash. Okay. Who is known for playing Maxie on Mike Fame. Third mention. What? Oh, and I have somebody mm-hmm. playing the role of Turk in this episode. We mentioned him a while back in the Misfits of Science episode. Sid Haig. He was on the episode Fumble on the One involving the football, the nuclear launch codes. Yep. But also we should add about Sid Haig. He's going to be coming up in the near future because I think this is on the schedule for next year. He played Dragos on Jason of Star Command. Nice. Greg? What? Remember Swift from the Doctor Who movie that we talked about earlier? Yeah. He's in this episode. Michael David Sims. Oh, wow. Jeez. So if you're keeping score at home, we've mentioned Star Trek, Night Court, Fame, and Doctor Who. And married with children. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You're close to completing a bingo cord. Yes, you are. Next is The Intruders. Unfortunately, not much is known about this episode. But I do have a name. Uh Uh-huh. Playing the role of Pete Nolan in this episode is Merritt Butrick, who appears in future installment, Square Pegs. And not only that, Chico, okay... This has got to be the fifth or sixth time we mentioned Star Trek on this show because he played Kirk's son, David, in Star Trek's two and three. I didn't even know Kirk had a son. 
Wait a minute! You don't even know Kirk had a son? That's like the biggest plot point in Star Trek 2 and 3! How'd you not know this? I haven't seen Star Trek 2 and 3 since I was a kid! Oh, give me a... Boo this man! Oh, another name in this episode was Cheryl Pollock. She was in The Heights. Oh, the which movie? Which is also... The Heights. No, not in The Heights. She was... Oh, okay, TV the show. show in the Heights, the not Heights. the movie in By the Heights. By the way, that is something we're going to be covering soonish. The Heights with uh, Jamie Walters on it. That show with Jamie Walters on it, which is really only known for the theme music. Let's be honest. Hey, I'm going to add one more name. Playing Roger in this episode was Tony Fields. Sadly, no longer with us. Passed away back in 1995. His main credit... He was a solid gold dancer. What? What? I'm not, IMDb says 37 episodes. Solid gold dancer. So you know what? Add that to the list of shows that we've mentioned this episode. Forget Star Trek and fame. Solid gold's on the list too now. I'm about to add the X-Files because the next episode was Hot Rocks. Jewelry that was stolen in Los Angeles is showing up in Paris and most of the victims are members of an exclusive sauna club. Ohana finds out that club owner Marty and some stewardesses are behind the theft. Playing the role of Webster in this episode, Mitch Pileggi. Oh, I thought it was going to be Emmanuel Lewis. Sorry. Oh. And Marty is played by Michael McManus, who is known as a that guy from that thing, but he played one of he played angry juror on the episode of Perfect Strangers where Balky and Larry had jury duty, and he also played Gordon Mooney on the uh, three parter of Night Court from 1988. If you remember that one, Danny got his gun. No, oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, but aside from that, he just likes to pop up all over the place. Anything else? No. Just Marty and not, his... not about this episode, but we got somebody in this next episode. Oh God, this next episode. This might be if you're playing along at home. This might be bingo here. The episode is called "And a Child Shall Lead Them." Two young drug addicts raid a supermarket and flee in a stolen car. There's a baby in the back seat. Mike, a friend of the themes, demands a ransom. Ohada and Shaver can overwhelm him, but there's no trace of the child. Playing the role of... Oh, God. Y'all. Playing the role of Mike. This might be bingo, guys. This might be the most famous person that we've ever talked about on this show. Benicio Del Toro. Episode 9, Silver in the Hills. Naki Eddie Silver is about to be released. Still, he escapes from prison because he is said to have brutally murdered a fellow inmate. Ohara, who once arrested him, and Shaver track down the fugitive in the mountains and tells them a hair-raising story. Jack Gordon is actually said to be responsible for the murder. Uh, of course, Kenneth Tiger plays the role of Eddie Silver, but Jake Gordon... Uh, was played by Bill McKinney, who who are the central 
characters of this show. I don't recall anything that they've been in, but yeah. Episode 10. They shoot witnesses, don't they? O'Hara wants to convict gangsters who beat up Shaver's sister Donna in a bank robbery. You went for their sisters, didn't you? Yeah. Bad move. Gabriel Damon is a character in this episode. Playing the role of Donna is Caroline Smith, who is another that lady from that thing. Her things were few and far between, and she hasn't been on TV since 1996. Episode 11, You Bet Your Life. Boucler, a businessman, is murdered. O'Hara and Shaver find out he was a gambler, who apparently was in an illegal casino run by Max Sherman and Eric Lechner. Lechner kills his partner, Sherman. Lechner was played by John DeKino, who was in Previous Century, That's My Bush. And his partner, Max Sherman, is played by Ben Piazza, who is not in That's My Bush. Okay, this is bingo, guys. This next episode is bingo. You said that about Benicio Del Toro. Now, hold on. If it's not bingo now, you're saying it's bingo for sure? Yes. Ohada must find his friend Diane, who is involved with the Yakuza. Their leader, Kazu, who's in love with her, wants to let her off the hook. But his jealous yuppie son, Kenji, has other plans. Also, Ohara grieves over his late family. Playing the role of Kenji. Well, I'm going to say it, Chico. Say it. Brandon Lee. Yep. The Crow. Eric Draven himself. Mm. Son of the legendary Bruce Lee. And if you don't know who Brandon Lee is by now, what podcast are you even listening to? But uh, lest we forget, there were other people on this uh, episode. Joseph Cali from Future Entry Flatbush plays Agent Kirk, playing the role of Kazu, the head of the Yakuza, is Robert Ito from Quincy M.E., of course. And playing a Yakuza thug, uh, an uncredited role as a Yakuza thug, is Branscombe Richmond. Yeah, we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. Yep. What did we mention him in? Uh, We mentioned him in Misfits of Science. Yep. Uh, and, And specifically, I mentioned him in Renegade, where he played Bobby Four Killer, then Bobby Six Killer. Never yep. played Bobby Eight Killer. Didn't follow that pattern. Uh, but yeah, he's still in a lot of stuff. He was on Chicago Med just a couple years ago. Episode 13. Got a few more left, guys. Sign of the Times. Ohana's colleague, Lancaster, was killed a long time ago. The apparently deranged perpetrator was never caught. Now he's struck again. The rape of a woman and another murder bear his signature. In painstakingly detailed work, O'Hara finds out the person he's looking for belongs to a group of drug dealers who meet in a different location every year. Guys! Yeah. He's a druggie. Guys. Oh, God. I have a name. I know know where Greg's going. I know where this is going. I know where Greg's going. Do it, Greg. Playing Detective Mary Bridges. Dennis Haskins! Hey, 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 hey! What is going on here? 
<laughs> oh no, he's no John Michael Higgins. Anyway. <laughs> oh no, no. He, as good as Mr. Belding is, he's not the host of America Says. Although, Chico, remember back in Saved by the Bell Hawaiian style when freaking, oh, Mike, you weren't here for this, but this was during your uh, your stay in the hospital. But remember, Chico, when he was, when they had that stupid scheme about the hotel and they had Mr. How Belding. could I forget that? Mr. Belding was dressed like Einstein or something. Yeah. To fool the freaking. Oh, that was so terrible. How did Brian Hansom believe it? Uh, Because he's evil and stupid. Well, he is working for the Royal Pacific Hotel. Again, evil and stupid. Yeah, and you know, Chico, how much I hate the Royal Pacific Hotel. I freaking hate the Royal Pacific Hotel. I hate them so much. Those bastards. Pieces of crap. Okay. Next episode, The Light Around the Body. Sarah, an old friend of Ohara, is kidnapped. The gang threatens to kill her with a time bomb in 36 hours. Ohara and Shaver try to track her down in a race against time. That's really as far as this episode goes. But uh, playing the role of Sarah is Linda Miller, who has not been in... Well, she's still acting to this day. She was on a couple episodes of Law & Order and a couple episodes of Law & Order Credible Intent. But mostly mostly she's known as another that woman from that thing. We also have one other, in air quotes, name, playing girl number two. Very specific. Doesn't even have a character name. Girl number two is played by Teresa Ring, who was the model on Strike It Rich in 1986. No. I guess she wasn't good enough for girl number one, which is a real shame. Okay, the next episode, X. Hold on, hold oh, on. Wait a minute, we gotta, well, wait, before we talk about this episode, we need to mention that this would be the third sort of chapter in the Ohada saga. Yeah. Because Ohada and Shaver have quit the force to become private eyes. Rachel uh, Ticochin and Megan Bay no longer appear on the show after this. Okay. And now the uh, the next episode, X. Ohada and Shaver are on their own as private detectives. And their first case is a father looking for his daughter, Jennifer, who now calls herself Sabrina and dreams of a film career. I'm suspecting it ends up in the hands of uh, smut pushers. Oh, playing the role of Jennifer. And this is a known entity, guys. Oh, but yes. Christy Swanson. Yep. Yeah. Guess who plays her mom? Who? Leslie Easterbrook. Oh, yeah. We also talked about her in Misfits of Science. That's like the third time we've referenced somebody from Misfits of Science. Oh, but yes. Oh, but yes. Episode 16, Last Year's Model. Fashion entrepreneur Mark Kane is set to be executed for the murder of his designer. Ohada and Shaver find out that not only is that designer dead, but also his model and friend, 
who used to be friends with another detective. Episode 17, Open Season. Three gangsters flee from prison. They shoot two security guards and force the teenage carjacker Todd Butler to drive the getaway car. Ohana and Schaefer are looking for the boy, as is a bounty hunter. Playing the bounty hunter is Paul Coslow. I, I want to say he looks like the stuntman kind. I ought to say he's a stuntman. Is he a stuntman? Mm. No, he's not a stuntman, but you can see where he could play stuntman. He's another that guy from that thing, but Todd Butler. Oh, I know who we're going. I was going to mention this. Okay. Playing the role of Todd Butler is mm-hmm. Peter Berg. Yes. That Peter Berg. Peter Berg, you best know as the director of such movies as Very Bad Things, Friday Night Lights, and, of course, the epic 2012 movie, Battleship. Hey, 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 Greg. Yeah? You know that movie made Rihanna's career? Not as much as it made Tony Shalhoub's career. But obviously, because he directed Friday Night Lights, yeah, he was responsible for the Friday Night Lights TV series. Which you are currently binging I just actually finished. You just finished it? I finished it last week, and boy, oh my god, that that final episode. I was so happy that Matt and Julie ended up together in Chicago at the end of the episode. I'm sorry, it's been a decade. You had ten years to watch all of Friday Night Lights, so... At least Matt Saracen goes on to play Jim Abbott in Drunk History. He was like, oh, this is nice that you're Cuban. I'll give a sh. Yeah, that happens. And he also plays Roger Sharp in an episode in the pinball segment. Mike, you know what I'm talking about. Have you seen that segment of Drunk History? The pinball. No, I haven't. No, there's a segment on Roger Sharp, and the guy who plays Matt Saracen on Friday Night Lights plays Roger Sharp. Hmm. Didn't yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, one more one more name for you. Playing Bobby Joe Dixon this episode, Dan Tullis. Who's Dan Tullis? He was Officer Dan and Mary Children. Exactly. Yeah. Officer Dan, yes. And now he pushes term life insurance on the radio. Huh. Next episode, seeing something that isn't there. A painter has a fatal accident. An up-and-coming artist and a gallery owner earn large sums of monies with works from his estate. But O'Hara and Shaver discovers that the deceased artist, Paul, is still alive and still painting. Paul is played by uh, a known entity, Jeff Yeager, who is known as Kyle Bates from V and Hoyt from Six Feet Under. And, God, what isn't he on? Holy cow. But, yeah, mostly those two. And playing the role of Roderick, the up-and-coming artist, is Michael DeBar, who is known for playing the recurring character Nicholas Hellman in the latest MacGyver reboot, and also Nick Dresden in Four Kings, and Eric Darnell in My Guide to Becoming a Rockstar, and Jack Allen... In the news, WKRP in Cincinnati. Rest in peace, Frank Bonner. Oh, yeah, he did pass away recently. But, yeah, but he's also known as the host, as one of the hosts on uh, Little Steven's Underground Garage on Sirius XM. So, 
And throwing out another name, playing Mr. Roshnafari on this episode is Shelley Desai. Uh, the only thing of uh, interest uh, that Shelley Desai has done, uh, besides uh, Crenshaw on Archer for two episodes, is he has been on three episodes of, and, and I think this is like the third mention of this show, uh, this episode, three episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He played Huang in three different episodes. Gun, gun Fever. Second time we've mentioned Gun Fever this episode. And the gang squashes their beefs and being Frank. Wow. So a semi-recurring character on, on It's Always Sunny. And then there's the final episode, Hot Spell. Not much is known about this episode. Okay. So final thoughts about the series? Well... I was actually looking at the schedule and seeing why this show failed besides, duh. Okay, it's obvious that ABC wanted this show to be a, a big success out of the gate. So you know where they put it? They replaced the show called Heart of the City, which, by the way, also had Scum Richmond on it. By the way, that show is best known as the series that Christina Applegate did before Married with Children. But also, that show had Jonathan Ward, who we'll be discussing in a couple of weeks because he was on The New Adventures of Beans Baxter. And they put it between Starman and Spencer for Hire. Spencer for Hire was a big success. Starman, not so much. Nope. And you know what was, do you know what it was up against in its first season? What night was it? Saturday night at 9 o'clock. Yeah, I know. Golden Girls. And Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. Got It never got a chance to get an audience before they decided to uh, retool the show. And when they brought it back for the second season, they left it in the same time slot to again be gobbled up by the Golden Girls and Amen. Oh... But you know what else was in that time slot? Previous entry, Second Chance. Oh my god. Which was also gobbled up by the Golden Girls. Oh, viewers decided they'd much rather watch Betty White than Pat Morita and Matthew Perry. Yeah. And sadly, that's well, I'm not going to say that's as far as uh, Pat Morita's career has gotten, because he has done a lot more than The Karate Kid and this show. Oh, yeah, he does. He was the Emperor of China in Mulan and the, oh, God, Disney Toon Made Force. God. Mulan 2. Oh, my God, all the Disney Made Force. And... He played the hotel proprietor, Mike Wu, who is the uh, oh, father the, of the... On, on of, Shelby Wu! The I father forgot about of, that! Yeah, he yeah. was on that. He reprised the role of the Emperor of China in Kingdom Hearts 2, had a recurring role on the Hughleys, and one of his last film roles was actually an independent film called Only the Brave, which he talks about... His son, Lane Nishikawa, 
his son in the movie, not his son in real, but his son, Lady Shikawa, who was a member of the 442nd Regimental Combat Team okay. in World War II. Oh, it's and, a real thing. Look it up. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that he played Mr. Shimakawa, a bank president, in the 10th season episode of Married with Children called Turning Japanese, where he tries buying Al's Dodge. Wow. Okay. Well, that's O'Hara. It yep. had Pat Morita. It had Kevin Conroy. It had Catherine Keener. It had three format changes. It had three theme songs. And in 1987 and 1988, it was a thing on TV. Oh, man. For better or for worse, yes. Well, this episode has gone long, so we'll mention it was a thing on TV.com. You can listen to all 173 previous episodes to this or our live shows or minisodes. And don't forget to follow us on all social media and it was a thing on TV, especially on the YouTube, where if you hit the bell, ding, you can like and subscribe and you get all the episodes right there and there. And remember, if you're going to rate us, five stars only because positive vibes. Yeah, but how many five star reviews have we gotten in the last, say, eight, ten months? Like two? Three? I don't know. Mike, you know? All I know is next week. Oh. oh, oh, God, next week. Oh, next week is going to be amazing. Next, next week is going to be incredible. The first episode is a good episode, but seriously, the second episode next week, this episode is mainly all Greg, but the thing is, it's been a lot of work on his end, and he's had some help from some friends, but oh my gosh, this is one he's been waiting for for would you say at least a year, Greg? A year, year and a half. And I did a lot of research. Oh, ton of research. And I know he can't wait to share his findings uh, because there's something that uh, it's timely, but also at the same time, it goes back 45 years. And uh, just some of the stuff that Greg found it is mind-blowing. I'll say that. It's really going to be a great episode. I know we say that like every episode, but seriously, this is like one of the big episodes that I've been waiting for for some time. What are we talking about? Well, unfortunately, you're going to have to find out next week right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great remainder of the week. Wow! Hi. The World Series will be up next, so I will not be seen again tonight. But O'Hara and Hotel will return. Let's sit back, relax, enjoy the game, huh?